Uh, hello everyone, I hit the recording button and we are back. It's been a while, um, but we'll get into the whys soon. But we want to dive in and say hello, do our episode, get back into this uh, with episode 75. So welcome back to the Japan Archives, everyone. Uh, with me, your host, Thomas, and are you there, Heather? Say hello, it's been so long, they've missed your voice, I'm sure. Wait, I've got to dust the cobwebs off my microphone there. Yes, hello, it's your co-host, Heather. <laughs> You know, this episode, when it goes out, we are right now on 29,988 plays. So this episode oh. is a good comeback for us. It will get us up to 30,000 listens, which is ridiculous and crazy. But I think that's a good milestone to come back on as well. That's pretty exciting. That's phenomenal. I, I had no idea. We have a question to answer today. This is going to be a short episode while we get back into it. And it is the million... Not the million dollar question, but the million yen question, Heather. So right now, well, Tokyo is one of the biggest cities in the world, and it is heavily overcrowded. I see it every day. It is very, very crowded. Um, so the million dollar question is, for example, Heather, if you lived here, I mean, you have a family, you have your, your little guest with you. If, the, if you lived in Tokyo, or I was checking, it's also the surrounding area, so Kanagawa, where I am... Chiba, where we used to be. If you were in these areas and the government was going to give you one million yen or seven and a half thousand dollars or six thousand English pounds to move out of Tokyo so there's less people here, would you do it? I mean, you live, I was going to say in the wilderness, that sounds so mean. You live <laughs> in the countryside. Why would I say wilderness? You live in the countryside. <laughs> would you do it? Is it what are the perks? What's the benefits? I mean, I'll get into more why they want to do it and the benefits that they will give you. But assuming all you got was the money, would you think it's worth it? Like, what is it like out in the countryside? So is it just one? It's just one payment to move out, right? It's not continual payment. It is. I read a bit more. It is the that payment of the one million but there are extra, because we also thought about, is it worth it because you still have to pay for moving costs and things? There is extra money as well, up to 3 million yen to help with other costs. So potentially it could help you with moving and things. So that does help a little bit, but what is it actually like in the Inaka, in the countryside? Ooh, so... Ah... Uh... The first thing is, is it's really pretty. I will say that. It's it's lovely uh, in, I mean, Hiroshima Prefecture, and you can see, like, there's kind of mountains around, and it's, it's, it's quite lovely. It is quiet. It is very non-populated. So where I'm at, if we go for a walk during the day, for example, we don't, always run into someone we do occasionally but you know, and i and i've gotten to know a lot of the people who live close by us and they saw me when i was pregnant <laughs> after i had my baby and they always go wow they've grown so big <laughs> so you know a lot of people know who you are which is nice I know can also be not as nice, but so far everyone here has been just very 
kind and polite. And again, my Japanese isn't that great. And plus they speak um, a specific version of Japanese that's a little bit different. It's different bins for each region and prefecture. And even within, you know, prefectures, not, not just Hiroshima bin, there's the different um, languages or the different like pronunciations, accents. So I don't always understand and even the professor will go I it takes a little while for me to translate what they said to transportation is not as convenient in the outer outer edges because I live in a, a decent there's a decent sized town but we're outside of that decent sized town and the trains run about every hour-ish buses takes a little while to get to places so you don't have the convenience of Tokyo you basically have to drive you even you know you could get a bicycle but it's depending on where you're at might not even be convenient there so driving and mm, a lot of the conveniences you don't have but there are some really nice places. There are, there's something I've, I've wanted to mention on my, on my blog before is like the cafe culture in this area. There are some fantastic cafes, like really beautiful and really kind of strange out of the way places. Like you wouldn't suspect there'd be a, a nice cafe, but amazing food. So you've got these little jewels that you wouldn't think would be out here that would fit at home in Tokyo, but because everything's so expensive, like the rent to to have a place in Tokyo is ridiculous. You might have a place you like, and then it, it might close because they can't afford to keep the rent. So I think that's a kind of good, is that, is that enough information? I, I probably got some more stuff in my head, but I feel like I've been talking a long time now. So. I mean, if anything else comes to you, just jump back in. Um, they've actually, uh, reading as well more about this, they've actually been doing this for a while now, but they've only just recently upped it to the 1 million yen. Before, they mm -hmm. only offered 300,000 yen for the relocation cost, ah. and not many people were doing it. It wasn't that much money that's basically a month and a half salary almost so not that much in the grand scheme of things i think the pandemic i was going to say the pandemic definitely helped that's the wrong phrase here but it, <laughs> did, it, it yeah. helped make people realize maybe not living in a maybe living in a city isn't the best idea like for most of the world as well even in Japan, people started realizing they could work remotely. So the government's taking that concept to say that you can move out of Tokyo and still work remotely. And that is one of the caveats. So there's a few things you need to do once you move out there, such as you have to meet one of the three criteria to receive the 1 million or upwards to the 3 million yen. And that is you get employment at a small or mid-sized company in the area you're moving to, because one of the things they want to do as well, in addition to getting rid of the overcrowding, is try and revitalize the rural areas, because as we have seen in Japan, most people move to the big cities now. The rural countryside areas are 
abandoned a lot of the times like there are whole villages where every house is empty the villages are almost ghost towns now and the people that do stay are mostly the older generation so there are no young people to take over the companies and the jobs and to fill all those positions so the country that is kind of dying in japan and that's why they want people to move back there especially now that they've realized that they can do things remotely and they don't have to be in the office and they don't have to use a fax machine every day japan so that is one of the things they need to do in addition to either working a company there in ensure they stay with the company they are but do it remotely or start up a new business in that area to help revitalize it now i know during covid like the beginning stages that there was a not a mass exodus but a a, a decent size amount decent size number of people did leave tokyo to go to the outskirts but it seems that some i, I know personally some people who left and then have started to to return back um and i'm familiar with the the incentives that companies will get for being in a more rural area but the as far as the remote i i know that there was a there was a big push for remote work but a lot of companies really really here did not and do not like remote work and that there was an emphasis on, on from the government to try to work remote, and companies went, mm-mm, no. Mm. Which, again, I don't... I mean, it seems to be happening in the world over now. I'm reading a lot online, and I've read it before now. Companies are saying that there's no reason now you have to work from home. We want you to be here so we can watch your every move. Or some companies like, you can work from home, but you need your webcam on 24-7. And oh, some yeah. countries are saying that's kind of illegal. You can't monitor someone's house constantly while they're working. Or the keystroke um, thing, Japan too. is... They're the keystroke thing as well, like counting yeah. how active you are. You have to stay at your computer, and mm -hmm. but it is very invasive. And mm -hmm. there is no reason to have to commute to work every day if you can do it from home. If you are happy to work from home and you are happier in a quiet or more solitary environment, like because some people are like, I would prefer to work from home if I could. It is beneficial and you don't have to pay for commute. You don't have to pay for lunch out. You can, everything will be cheaper for you and much, a lot of more people have been more productive. But Japan is very much a, company, a country of you have to be at present at work. Even it's different if you're a foreigner because it's—I was told—it's—it's it's frowned upon if a foreigner does it. But if you go to come, if you go to work in Japan and you're tired, you can sleep and you—you you are present, and it's fine because you came to work. It's different if you're a foreigner. It's kind of frowned upon, which is something else entirely not for this episode. But it's about being present, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because. You're going and then you're sleeping and not actually doing any work, but they see that you're there and they're so happy that you came. Even Japan has seen more productivity from working from home. And there are even some companies that have agreed to keep doing it. I know some companies that when the pandemic happened, they downsized their office like 80%. So you only have to come to the office once a month and everyone's on a rotation. So the office isn't big enough now for all the employees and they... Instead of paying, because in Japan, they do pay for your commuting. Like my job gives me all of my travel expenses every month. And instead of doing that now, if you can work at home, they pay for your bills. They pay for the electricity and the extra gas you're using every day. So there's still 
they just pivoted from paying your commute to paying your time at home, which is good. So some companies are embracing it, but like you said, a lot aren't, mm. which makes it more difficult if then the government is trying to encourage the reju rejuvenization of rural areas and then you can't do it because your company says, oh, if you leave, then you have to quit, which is kind of ridiculous, especially then a lot of Japanese jobs are computer based. <laughs> I do want to ask, I think maybe you said beginning, but I, I might have missed it. The leaving from Tokyo, what do they consider part of Tokyo? Like where, where kind of like being as vague as possible like where you're where you are located would that be considered so tokyo if you are living in the 23 core wards of tokyo other parts of the metropolitan area and the neighboring compute computer commuter belt prefectures so saitama chiba and kanagawa don't count as mm. places you can move to they are places that you can move out of oh okay the only exceptions are if it is a mountainous area within the Tokyo area. So already a lot of people aren't living there because it's more difficult environment, yeah, you know, the yeah. access and the traffic, uh, the, not the traffic, the transport is more difficult. So you can still not, live in the to Tokyo area if it's in the mountainous area. And of course, yeah, you have to deal with the monkeys. And roughly 80% of the... 1300 municipalities that fall under this area have agreed to join this scheme so mm. you will get half of the money comes from the government and the the other half comes from the municipality mm. that you move to mm. to make sure that you do keep this money you do have to stay there for at least five years if you decide to move back to tokyo you do have to give the money back mm. so the hope there is that after five years when you've been there you've made you've settled there and you're happy with where you live so you don't come back which i think is good it means people can't go quickly get the money and come back and it, it will be interesting to see what happens i mean when they were doing the scheme and it was only three hundred thousand yen in 2019 71 people did it. Oh, wow. <laughs> only. In 2020, 290 people only did it. Since the money has started going up, last year, over a thousand people did it. And because it's going to go up to 1 million starting from April, maybe even more will do it. I mean, the, the difference, the, the, the knowledge that I have now, gang, because we haven't actively started looking around in Tokyo for any places to live, but the cost of living in major metropolitan areas versus like Konomorinaka is pretty significant if you you know not just the the cost of the apartment but the size of the apartment as well as you know your proximity to a major station and the, even your electric and your gas bills are often higher i believe or can be hired depending on the company. I can vouch for all of those oh. <laughs> things, yes. <laughs> the rent is a lot, because obviously I did leave, leave. You know, it's been so long since we recorded. I just can't speak. Sorry about this, everyone. So I did kind of live in Naka. Kisarazu is kind of almost, it's like on the edge of rural and urban. And everything was cheaper. And then coming here, my rent is more than double. My bills are at least double. But there are, like you said, benefits mm. to living here. I don't need a car anymore. Mm. 
transportation, the trains are relatively cheap. There is easy access to supermarkets and things like a lot of things that people hate about cities aren't necessarily true about Tokyo because it is so well connected with the amount of trains and bikes and bus routes that they have here like you do not need a car to live in Tokyo but you definitely need a car to live in the Inaka you need to basically commute to the supermarket every day yeah it depends it depends uh, when we had a supermarket within walking distance it was like several times a week but now it's a little bit more planning because we have to drive and so not I don't want to go to the store every day no, thank you. That's too much. Oh, I will say something about the, you know, if, if anyone's thinking about, you know, where you might want to live in Japan. One thing that I have definitely noticed and having not pretty recently been in Tokyo for several days, several days longer than we planned due to circumstances, but the attitude of people in Inaka versus Tokyo is striking. The people in the Inaka areas or, you know, outside, especially outside, I know outside of, of Tokyo, which is the city I'm most familiar with, I've been to Osaka, I've been to Kyoto, but, and I've been to Hiroshima, but I haven't, I hit my microphone, sorry about that. I, I haven't had a chance too much to interact with people like I have within Tokyo. And the friendliness is so much more here. Even just coming back from Tokyo and the amount of people that, you know, talk and, and smile. And, you know, there's of, often a, um, people will say that, oh, people in, in maybe in Japan that just don't talk or chat. And, and hmm. Inaka, I have the experience, and I think you you probably have too, just going to the store and people will talk to you sometimes trying out their english sometimes just asking you what country you're from and you get to have really nice interactions with lots of different people not just you know generally the older people are more brave <laughs> to talk but yeah. some young younger people too and kids too especially but in tokyo people you know i, I one one thing in particular is you know i i mean i do have a kid but i still you know, I like kids. I like to say hi and wave and be friendly. And, you know, I do that in Tokyo and parents will look at me like, what are you doing? And I do that here and people, you know, will talk to my kid at the same time. Mm. No, I definitely agree with that. I remember when I was in Morioka, it was everyone was much more friendly and always trying they're English when they see a foreigner because they're excited because it's so rare to see. Um, I wouldn't say, though, it's only Inaka areas. I think if it's a smaller city, mm. like Kyoto, Osaka, Tokyo are too big. Everyone's too busy. Whereas Morioka, even though it was the main city of Iwate, it was kind of small. So it was mm. kind of Inaka feeling in a way and everyone was more friendly and open and same with Nagoya like those two times I've been like everyone seems very friendly mm. and welcoming and they do want to talk to you and try so it's very interesting definitely mm. in the bigger cities I guess because it's 
busy and commuting and no one has time to relax because most people i mean there's parks in japan in japan of course there is i mean there are parks in tokyo but they're much fewer and far between like people don't get out as much to relax oh oh i i i think it might depend on where you are in tokyo because where we were there were several parks within a very short walking distance honestly a lot more parks that i could get to easier versus out here where i have to drive to a a nice park (laughs) so that i think it might depend on where you are but I, w- I was a little envious of where we were in the, the, the super nice parks you could just walk to. That's so lovely. <laughs> so we talked about the benefits hmm. and what they're offering. For me, I would do it because I don't necessarily enjoy living in big crowded cities. Hmm. I'm fortunate in that my job starts much later than other people. I start at 11 and come home at eight. So I don't have the busy commutes. I don't have that busyness everyone deals with and talks about all the time. Oh, the trains in the morning. Ooh. But the times I've seen it, it's not enjoyable. And it is very busy and crowded all the time if you go out on the weekend. And I do Mm. miss Inaka. I do miss Kisarazu. I do miss having my car because as much as it, you are more out there away from everything your car also does give you a bit more freedom because you can travel easier and further if you wish Mm. so i would do it and then i like coming in to visit a city like Mm. i wouldn't want to live in in central tokyo in kyoto in osaka i would want to live on the outside and come in so i would do it i would do it it's just unfortunately i do not have a child so they will not pay me to do it (laughs) (laughs) If I if I was I I'm actually with you. If we were in Tokyo, we I mean personally, I I like having the convenience of getting being able to get into Tokyo easily. But as far as living in Tokyo, I mean, I've stayed in Central Tokyo, and while it's nice to have, you know, everything at your doorstep, pretty much, it's there's something nice to be said too about being able to see a lot more nature to be able to be, you know, have that peaceful and quiet and, you know, as opposed to having, was it one, one, the jet lag was really bad and like four or five in the morning, my, 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 my child was awake because jet lag and I was with her cause jet lag. And there was this man coughing and he sounded horrible. And I was like, are you okay? But can't really go outside at four in the morning go check on this poor man that's coughing terribly and then there comes an ambulance and then another comes another ambulance and then there's somebody in a motorcycle really loud and you know so <laughs> there's also something to be said about that it just depends on your you know you're gonna have to compromise somewhere which which the, which is the compromise you want to compromise the most but i like what you said like i like having the convenience of it but not being in the middle of it. Yeah, for sure. To all our listeners, we have missed you dearly. So please let us know what would you do. Oh yeah, please. You I'm know, curious. especially those of you who live in a city, like in in any country that you're in. If you live in New York, would you live move out to the countryside? If you live in London, would you live move out to the countryside? If the government was paying you to do so, to work remotely or start a new business, I'm intrigued to see how many people would do it. So actually, for our Spotify listeners, I will put up a poll. Oh yeah, 
okay. For people to choose, yes, I would move. No, I would stay. Let's, and we can talk about that next week. Thank you. We're back. I'm so happy we're back, Heather, to be doing this again. It's been it's been a while, but for me to to summarize everything, I was not in a good way. I was in a very dark place, as you saw. A lot of things ended badly. I made a lot of mistakes and stuff, but I'm working on it now. I'm taking care of myself a lot more now. That's all I want to say about it, really, for now. But I'm okay now. Everything's good for me. That's great. That's really wonderful. But things, things have been busy for you as well. Now that the, the little guest is getting older. <laughs> so full disclosure, this is the second time? Or is this, or is third. this the third? That's right, <laughs> this third. Is the third attempt at coming back. Because <laughs> the second time was not the best timing, and um, we had a special, no, special was, co-host. She was hangry. She was yes, hangry that she day. Was... She did not want us to record, despite our best efforts to no, distract her. I No, no, she was... She, she ate all of her dinner. That was was really great. But so we've been, yeah we've been busy. We went to America in December, and we had gone earlier in the year. But this was an unexpected visit that we needed to do for some family things, and ended up getting sick. Came back to Japan, ended up getting sick, and then sick again. Some of us got sick three times, <laughs> and <laughs> just constantly getting sick, and that that took up what most of December and January, and I'm still shocked. It's halfway through mm. January now. Like, how, what happened in January? Which just started 2023, no <laughs> right? Just all gone, and keeping up with with the little one, and doing trying to do different things here, and. I mean that's a, a basic general thing. You and I stay in 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 touch and contact and we've been able to kind of follow along and help out each other as needed and or listen and we actually oh, we got to see each other in person in the oasis of we jet did. lag and sickness before something else happened. <laughs> yeah. That was very nice. That definitely helped revitalize our enthusiasm to get this show back. Because we've been we've been trying for a while now. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like at you least... being sick and me working on my therapy. Ma, those were things we needed to do to be in a spot to be able to come back and keep this going all year, like we wanted this time. Yes, we are. We are. We're really pushing. Like we have had like some starts and stops but we we're trying our best to to come back every week and do something like i, I both both you and i want to we want to get to 100 this year like i was just thinking we're on 75 we're so close really i mean that's what about half a year if we do every week we could get we could if get we it. do every week without episodes that are abc <laughs> 
We'll do that after a hundred. Let's get to a hundred, then we can do a hundred ABC. Get to a hundred, then we yeah. can do something else like that. Mm-hmm. But yes, everyone, thank you so much for your patience, and thank you for those who have kept listening or the new listeners who seem to have joined while we've been away. We appreciate that. And the next two weeks are gonna be episodes we recorded when we were trying not to have this long break, when we were thinking, I can still do this while I'm still sorting myself out. It did not work. Um, so we have two recordings that we actually researched and did for you. So the next two weeks will be those. We're going to edit those and get them out for you because we enjoyed doing the research at the time. So there probably won't be any intro of like, welcome back. This is how we're doing kind of thing. It's just going to be going straight into story for you guys. We hope you look forward to that. It's been so long as well. I don't even remember what the topic was for those, but I know I we enjoyed that. it at the time. I can't wait for you guys to hear it, and I can't wait to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a, it's been a. When was that? Was that October, it's November, August? No, was it really? Mm-hmm. <gasps> it was. Thank you, everyone. We are so looking forward to bringing you so much more content this year. Finishing off a lot of topics that we've been slowly going through, like the Shinto and things, and delving into a lot of new topics that we've had ideas for. So, cutting this off here, that's everything from me. We'll talk to you, well, I guess we'll talk to you next week. We will probably talk to you again in three weeks when we record something fresh and new. Uh, how about you, Heather? <laughs> it's been so long since we've done this like wait a minute how do we sign off again i mean i feel like we could probably fill up another half an hour with a lot of different things a lot of different ideas i know this year we've got we have our, our list keeps growing and there are some different a little different directions i think we want to take this year as well and a few other projects that we're both working on individually and I'm hoping we can... Yes, we didn't even mention those. What would you like to mention those We should mention those quickly. Well, for me, for me, if you've been on the website, you've probably seen that we've included it now at the bottom of the pages. For those interested, I have started a new project that I've been... That I, I mean, even in our last few episodes before our break, I was saying that I wanted to try something new. So, like I've said, I write a lot of stories. So I'm writing a story right now that I want to write and show and tell through Minecraft. So I've started making some Minecraft videos. I haven't started the story one yet. I'm doing a different style of video while I get used to the video editing and things, but I have a YouTube channel now. If you are interested in Minecraft or in the future, if you're interested in fantasy stories shown through video games, I guess that's my new thing. And the website has also been being progressing well this month. Already we have like 47 new articles on the website. It's like the most productive I've ever been for this website, which shows you my therapy is working and I'm much better now. Your project, go. I'm so excited for when it's when you do it. Like, I can't wait. I'm going to do my solo podcast this year. It's happening. It's going to happen. I've got I've gotten words on page. I've uh, I've started a new Instagram account, which I will announce here shortly as soon as I get some more things on it but I've started it and done more writing but yes it's it's coming 2023 it's happening I'm hoping I I, I probably shouldn't say anything at this point but I'm, I'm hoping to have a first episode out by the end of this month that's my current goal 
Again. Nice. Projected goal, <laughs> not actual goal, but that's that's me. Nice. Uh, so everyone, we're gonna sign off now, and we will talk to you soon. I guess that's it. Matane. Yes, thank you. Matane.